0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today
1: with BYTE.
0: Stay or go in the Bills' backfield. What they should do behind Josh Allen in the quarterback room this year? And will Devin Singletary be the sole survivor at the running back position in 2022? Plus, training camp. Is it coming back to Fisher? And is that a good thing? All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. A special week. We know, Dan, you are not in your usual spot. Where are you? And tell us what you're up to. I'm
2: at the beautiful Hyatt Place, uh, Indy Airport um, for the NFL Combine. So busy week ahead. Um, Yeah, this is kind of where I feel like Brandon Bean makes his money. Um, uh, yeah. this week, so yeah, I'm in the this just luxurious yeah. suite, you guys. Yeah, well,
0: now, let, now let's let clarify here. Brandon Bean is gonna make his money at the <laughs> convention center in <laughs> yes. Indianapolis and at Lucas Oil Stadium, I guess, watching whichever players work out.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, he probably is not in the Hyatt place, he's not in the
0: airport. Place. No. <laughs> so, no, he's got better <laughs> think, accommodations.
1: Yeah. yeah, love that painting behind you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. All All right. gorgeous. So, We'll have plenty, <laughs> of, plenty of plenty of breakdowns this upcoming week. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Buffalo Buffalo Plus channel as we get you ready for the combine. But before we get started with that, let's talk about this roster. We've we've been going down, breaking up, up position group by position group. Quarterback. We know the Bills set Josh Allen. We just signed that extension, two hundred fifty eight million dollar deal. But, Mike, Mitchell Trubisky, we don't expect him to be back. Davis Webb going with the Giants following Brian Dable. What do the Bills do behind Allen? All right, well,
0: they need two guys, right? I mean, I think we, like you just said, I think we assume Trubisky's going to get a chance somewhere else. I guess there's always the possibility that he doesn't find what he wants, but – that would be a dangerous thing for him to go a second year without really getting a chance to compete at his yeah. age. He's still a young quarterback. So I think he's going to be gone. Somebody's going to give him that chance. I want to see him get a veteran backup guy. I want to see him get a guy who's, you know, yes, they got a talent like Trubisky as the backup, which was great. Um, didn't need to use him, but I want to see a veteran and and I'll bring his name up because it's been brought up multiple times, but Come on, the dude showed up at the playoff game. I think he'd be a perfect fit to bring Fitz back in that role. Josh already has somewhat of a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick could know exactly what he's coming into. But I would take my chances with Fitz for a game or two if you needed him during the season just to keep things rolling.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with Mike. To bring in a veteran, even it's crazy that we thought of like Matt Barkley and Davis Webb as like guys that just at least had been around, uh, had been around, you know, teams and things like that. I got two. I originally, Mike, I was originally talking to you about, about, um, Sam Darnold, but yeah. I Carolina picked up the option. Uh, it, it didn't make sense when I actually looked at like the nuts and bolts of actually getting it done Two guys that would interest me. One, Andy Dalton, like veteran that. guy could again in a pinch do that. But I always you're trying to find somebody that could also kind of play the similar offense that Josh has, you know, is like that's what Mitch worked so well because he could run similar things. Doesn't have the arm. Tyrod Taylor. Uh, uh, uh. A veteran guy could just come in and steady the ship has got, you know, I'm just saying two guys that, again, very cheap because very cheap, but but just interesting names throughout. There are some veteran quarterbacks. That are free agents that would be Fitz. I agree with Fitz, like Mike said, but just two other names that that I thought were interesting to throw out there.
1: I I like the idea and I understand what you're talking about. Fitz, obviously, like I feel like just the nostalgia of it and like him at the playoff game and just what he's been able to do with his career, always having a spot to play. And then also, you know, he has that gunslinger, of course, mentality. I feel like he would be a guy that. Josh could talk to, could lean on, add that veteran experience. Tyrod's a really interesting name to bring up, Dan, because he's someone I kind of didn't even have on the radar type of thing. Obviously, his his time with Buffalo before under Rex Ryan. Um, and Tyrod does have the ability to win games. I think sometimes yeah. he doesn't have the same skill set as Allen, and I think some of the things we expect from Allen, obviously, are, are way different than from Tyrod. But he, I feel like he would be that guy that could be the quiet veteran in the room, just knowing how we know, excuse me, Tarod's uh personality, yeah. we should say. Yeah. But that's something that's actually it's pretty intriguing. Mike, what do you make of that?
0: Yeah, I i don't like it for the I like a lot of things about Tarod Taylor. I think he was a pros pro. I think he can run. I think he can do a lot of those things. I don't think he throws the ball well enough to be the Correct. backup guy. I, I really do think they want somebody that can throw it. I mean you couldn't get I just say, you know, Fitz moves around a little. I will say one thing. Fitz is coming off pretty serious with a hip injury, so yeah. we don't know where he is physically. Um, so that, that's always a consideration. And I say this all the time, and I can guarantee you, we probably already will have some comments quickly that will be like, you're not winning the Super Bowl with these guys. No, you, you need to win a game or two. You need to, yeah. you know, if something goes on with Josh and you need a, a few weeks or a month or a quarter, whatever it is, you need a guy that can step right in. But Dan made a point, too, about money. Like you have to be smart with this spot. Yeah. I mean, you know there are guys out there. I, you know Marcus Mariota. I don't know what his circumstances are going to be. Uh, physically, he could do a lot of the similar things. Similar yeah. things. Yeah. He can move. He's still a relatively young player, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want Carson Wentz.
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, he does I too don't many really things it, wrong. Room
1: fit either. Yeah,
2: there is a Hall of Famer that's that's up for grabs. Mike White. Another guy, Hall of Fame caliber <laughs> guy. Again, wow, like hey, potential.
1: Laugh about that
2: though, his, his I mean, not, he, he doesn't have enough experience, I don't think. Correct. You know, I got one better than all of them. Just quick scroll through. Colt McCoy. Yeah. True vet. Another guy, been around the block, has been a part of different systems. Cheap, and could absolutely win you a game if you needed to, because uh, he's done it. He's done it a lot.
0: Yeah. How about,
2: um,
0: about Nick Foles?
2: Oh, you. Oh, that's
0: right. You were big on Nick. Well, I just look I, at, again, in that,
1: back, I don't that
0: backup role, we're talking about just uh, in a similar way, you look at Andy Dalton, right? As a yeah, veteran correct. guy who's been around. I mean, obviously, Foles had that stretch with the Eagles when he won, but he's not did known he as Bowl? like they, they did. It was 100 years ago. Oh. Um, oh. But he did. So, again, I, I, you know, it's I, I saw what it did for Trubisky as sort of a reset for him. Mm. He liked the coaching atmosphere. So we'll see. I I do think he's gonna get that chance. And then you need another guy. I mean, you need Correct. a third quarterback. Yeah. Um, and in whether they draft somebody, I, I don't know right now if they're using draft capital with a young quarterback. Could yeah. be just an undrafted free agent. You're gonna have another guy yep. on the roster, you're gonna Correct. have another guy at worst case on the practice squad, but maybe just an inactive player as that third quarterback for many reasons. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what's happening with Jake Fromm. I mean, they did draft him. Yeah. I, you know, he's, I think he's out with the Giants, right? I don't think he's still
2: on the roster. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, so we'll see. I mean, Brandon being drafted him. I mean, there's certainly the possibility they could bring him back to be in that role again. Uh, maybe not the COVID hide him for the entire season role, but you need a third quarterback in there. And I know sometimes people think, well, this is deep down. Backup quarterback ain't that deep down. You may need him at any moment for a little bit of time. We thought it was going to happen with Josh this year when we saw him in the walking boot in Tampa, and then he ended up playing. So you don't know, but they're going to be in the market right now, and I'd say it's got to be a veteran at 2 and a young quarterback at three.
2: It's funny, guys. We're, we've talked about this for maybe about seven minutes now, where, like, we're talking about a guy that could just hopefully hold a clipboard and, if absolute worst-case scenario, try and win them a game by not turning the ball over three times. Yeah. Like, how different yeah. this has become. Yeah. I'm just talking about how different this has become, where it used to be, like, who can we bring in to compete for a quarterback? It's like, that's none, none of that. Yeah. It's, it's who's who can be a buddy to Josh and absolutely play it in a, in a worst-case scenario. Yeah, but yeah. Jenna,
0: I think there's something in between those two. There's in between a competing guy with Josh and a guy just – because if you just want somebody to hold the clipboard, you can bring Matt Barkley back, mm-hmm. right? I, I think they yeah. want somebody that can play. I mean, yeah. I think they want somebody that can play. I would tell you this. There is no doubt in my mind Mitchell Trubisky was better than the 33rd quarterback in the NFL last 100%. year. 100%. Yeah, I saw Some of the stuff that went on. You want a guy that – Many teams would look and say, we give this guy a shot. He's the he's he's resurrected himself a little. He's gotten the stench of the Bears off of him. You know, and look, Bears fans will say he didn't do yeah, he didn't meet the expectations of them trading up to get him at number two. But I tell you what, he'd look pretty good in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform this year. Yeah. I mean, they need help at quarterback and you know, maybe even the Giants. Like, we don't know what they're gonna end up doing. While they though they'll probably give um Jones this year, but uh, I think you're going to look, you know, at a reasonable number. I think you're going to look for somebody that can, when I say win you a game, can play to win, mm-hmm. not just not lose. I, I really do think that's the case. I think they'll want somebody that's ready to go
1: if they need them. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the ideal situation. Right. It's just it's just finding someone that can fit those needs and also fit your budget. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Is how do you allocate the amount of money that you want and what you're going to get on your return? And that's something that obviously Brandon Bean will have to figure out. But I mean, we talk so much this whole podcast series about how much change is coming to this team. And I think this is something that maybe people haven't talked about because we know what Alan is. We know he's going to be the future, all those things. But when you really look at it, you're like, wow, this room is going to be completely different. And like, Yes, I trust Allen and he's had the ability to make his way through seamlessly and for the most part, but Mike, when you really look at it, I mean, this is going to be completely different for him and for the team.
0: You know what I think makes it so different? Over these period of year, this period of years, for the most part the people around him have watched him grow. Yeah. Now he's the grown man in there. He's Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Even though he doesn't act like a superstar he's a superstar I mean he is yeah. that guy now and his coordinator is a first-time coordinator mm-hmm. his quarterbacks coach got fired in his last job mm-hmm. uh the quarterback room is going to be different uh it's a different vibe coming in there like Matt Barkley saw him when he was young Matt Barkley played in that what Jets game yeah and played much played better points. than Josh yeah he you did know.
2: Right. That was fun. The Twitter was super fun that week. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That, that Matt Barkley can run the offense better than Josh well, Allen. But he, but what I'm getting
0: at is these guys saw Josh, an ascending Josh. Well, he's ascended. And yeah. look, he, I, we've multiple times talked about how well he handles all circumstances. It's not like he's going to come in and big time anybody, no. but the room is different. And I, I think actually the way he is, I think it'll be fine. I think, again, he's got familiarity, obviously, with his coordinator. You know, Darcy's been with him. Mm-hmm. But things are different this year. You said it. And that whole room will be different. But um, off season's going to be different, too. Hopefully, seems we're going in that direction, that it's back to a little more normalcy. So I think Josh Allen and and whoever's in the room with him will handle that well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the running backs then. Dan, your favorite. Get ready. <laughs> Um, (laughs) because I think it's so interesting because I remember later on in the season when Devin Singletary was kind of coming alive, you know, Sean McDermott was asked after a game, is Singletary your main guy? Is he going to be the bell cow? Like all that stuff. And of course, McDermott downplayed that. But when you look at the numbers and the snap counts and all that stuff, it was so obvious that Singletary was the guy they have going forward. Mike, what do they do with Zach Moss? Is a 2020 third round pick. Looking at the numbers in terms of his contract, both these guys are going to be twenty five years old. He's Zach Moss is an under uh, a free agent in twenty twenty four. He only has a dead cap hit of five hundred thousand dollars this year, but he only had three hundred forty five rushing yards, four touchdowns. He's a draft pick, but
0: well, here is what I think: they don't have to do anything with him. Okay. You know, we've talked yeah. about guys coming to camp, earn your spot, right? Yeah. I think Zach Moss Moss has no leverage. Uh, He played poorly. Mm -hmm. Now, we've seen this happen before, too. Guys come back. You know, Dan will hear that. uh, Can we guarantee that if Zach Moss is back, Dan, he comes back to
2: camp in the best shape of his life? (laughs) Best offseason, he will be in the best shape of his life. Poised to have a Pro Bowl caliber season.
0: Yeah, we did see some flashes from him earlier. Last year, certainly. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's like something. And again, I, I don't know. Physically, maybe he was going through something. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But at that number and being a draft pick, I don't think they're turning. Like, I guess he's always could be possibly be part mm-hmm. of a trade. it's kind of it, usually this isn't the NBA. This isn't baseball where the, there's like throw-ins. It usually just doesn't happen. I think Zach Moss comes back as the guy who's trying to earn his spot. No mm-hmm. guarantees that he's on the roster. Like if they do use a pick, and Dan's going to be at Combine scouting every one of those running backs to tell us which one is the Can't best. wait. Uh, I think he could get beat out, and he could be not making the final round. I mean, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. He could also come back and be the guy they thought he was going to be. When, Jenna, you and I saw him at Combine, and we were like, okay.
1: I will never forget his quote. We were interviewing yeah. him, and he said, players sometimes make a di- business decision – not to tackle him because he was like that much of a boulder. And I remember being like, who the hell is this guy? And and
2: I think it was week two in Miami that he had two touchdowns. It was, it was one of those games where, and they were both car accidents on the goal line and he got himself in and he had an early fumble. I also believe early in that game and they went back to him and he talked about how important that was and, and how they trusted him. So like, There there is something there. Like, I don't think Zach Moss is broken. I think two things happened. When Zach Moss started to play poorly and lost time and was inactive at at some stretches this season, the offensive line was anemic. Like, to the point where it didn't matter if it was Barry Sanders or Zach Moss or whoever, they weren't going to get 100 yards or 70 yards or 50 yards. And I think that when the line started to play better, Devin Singletary was the guy. I I think that, like, the offensive line wasn't built to be this ground and pound team, which the ground and pound style, which plays to Zach Moss more. He's more of that one cut, get downhill guy than people think. And again, Mm -hmm. he's similar to Singletary. So when both of like when he wasn't going well and they kind of went away from him, it ended up that Singletary got hot when the offensive line got hot. So to sit here and bury this guy, like, we all thought Matt Breida was going to be the thing after one game in. All of a sudden, he's disappeared too. So, like, we sit here, like, and say, like, this guy is the clear one. This guy's going to do. Who knows what kind of? His, I know Devin Singletary will come back in the best shape of his life, and he's going to have another breakout season. But like, we yeah. just don't know how they're going to use the backs, how what they're going to do, what what they want to add to this backfield. Mm-hmm. I, I think this whole backfield is a giant question mark as to will Devin Singletary again. He had like four or five good games at the end of the season? Like, yeah. He wasn't great in the beginning of the year. Like, let's not sit here and be like, wow, Devin Singletary had a Pro Bowl caliber season. He didn't. He had a couple of good games at the end of the year where he started to play well and the offensive line found their groove. So I'm not sitting here. I know we're talking about Zach Moss. I'm not sitting here being even sold on Devin Singletary.
1: It's so funny because I feel like it truly is that recency bias because you mentioned that and like, you're right. It was really like the last couple games of this regular season into the playoffs where you felt like, okay, this team actually can establish a run game through Devin Singletary. But I also think back even further where. What happened
2: in the Kansas city game when everybody was all upset when, why are they handing the ball to Devin Singletary? It's like,
1: yeah. You just, sorry. had to get that in there. I was just say you just couldn't let that one slide. Um, no, but I'm thinking of a season ago when we were asking all these same questions about Devin Singletary.
0: Yeah, well, and that's he came why back I say the best
1: shape of his life and all this stuff, and those yeah. results took time to come. But at the same point, I feel like this has been. Okay.
0: You're you're right. You guys are right. But I will say this: when they needed somebody to step up, it was Singletary who stepped up, and it started yeah. in that game in Foxborough for me when on the first play he ran somebody over, and whatever reason he got there, he did get there, and he became. In my opinion, for the dependable guy, the guy who could catch the ball a little bit, play mm-hmm. physically, get some tough yardage, he became that guy. I think they're going to look more, look for more in that second back, the other guy. I think they're going to look for more of a maybe a dynamic guy. You heard Bean say it leading into it, and Dan's going to talk to him on Tuesday about we're looking for the, that kind of playmaker in any position, whether it's yeah. t- another tight end, wide receiver, running back, whatever it is. I think they're going to look for that there. But he did do that. Now, that's why I say, like, it's easy sometimes as even reporters and certainly as fans, you just go, get rid of the guy, cut him and all. But then you say to yourself, who, who are you replacing him with? And that's why I say about Zach Moss. Like, I, you know, I'm sure they've had conversations with him. I'm sure you've talked to him. He's at a crossroads of his career right away. This is yeah. what happens in this league. Like, you got to show something fast. Yeah. And my guess is they – I would be surprised if he's not – At training camp, you know, in the spring and ready to, you know, getting himself Mm -hmm. ready to go to show he can still be a contributor. Singletary's shown he's that guy, but they're using a draft pick, maybe even a veteran free agent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got to tell you, I know he'd cost a little money. I would love to see Cordero Patterson in that role. He's got got speed. He can run back kicks. I'd spend a little extra money. That guy's a gamer playing for a lousy team down there in Atlanta. And he, you know, even in Minnesota, he's just made so many plays Chicago, in his career. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him because they need a returner. They need some speed. There's worse places to spend money than for that guy. And I'd love to see it. You bring a guy like that in, now now it changes things a little bit, even in the way you look at the draft.
1: That would be fun. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and I mean, see. he has a
0: few miles on him. He's been around, yeah. but he hadn't lost that speed. He can I mean, still run.
1: was does it say? But, I think... No- and maybe that could be something to offset Devin Singletary as a young, younger guy. Maybe you could use – I mean, there's a spot for both of them to be on that roster. Oh, yeah. No Absolutely. doubt.
2: Yeah. yeah. I always think you need – it's kind of funny when they drafted Moss and everybody's like, as I always said, Moss and Singletary are way more similar. I think they do need that scat back. I think they need a guy that can – Almost like if Isaiah McKenzie could take more handoffs. Like like that's who I think they need to look at. A guy so that you, can line if up. If
0: Isaiah comes back next year built like Debo Samuel, yeah. then we got something. Is that
2: what you're I saying? I don't think, yeah, those I, don't guys, think <laughs> I don't think those guys grow on trees, but a guy yeah. that it was always I was it's funny now looking back at it that like guys like Reggie Bush and CJ Spiller were like ahead of their time. Yeah. Like right now in today's NFL and though these offenses, they would be you know, Pro Bowl like that is what teams are trying to find. Um, so like again, yes, Debo Samuel would be incredible. It, it, it's a guy that that can fit that role. And like I said, I think being you know, hit the nail on the head when his end of the year press conference said like we're going to protect Josh. That's my number one priority. But we're also going to give him weapons, whether that's inside or outside. Like whether that's like you said. Cordero Patterson can also catch passes. Like, like he's a wide receiver. Wide receiver. He was 84, but he just took a lot of handoffs. He can play in the slot, too. He can run those – I mean, look, he's a pro's
0: pro. I mean, he really is. I I don't know what his circumstances are going to be, but there's the kind of guy you get who wants to come to – I would think that's when you're in a position where a guy – he's made some money, not like crazy money, but he's made money. Yep. Can you get him to come? You know the rest of the running back room the guy everybody else basicallys there's only they're the only guys under contract right cuz i think Matt yeah. Breed is done
1: Matt Breed is a free agent I don't
0: expect him to be back
1: I don't either yeah. Taiwan Jones but he's more of a he's also that's a free teams. agent but obviously he's a special teams guy
0: Yeah um, well, yeah
1: Christian just, Wade is international We love Christian yeah. Wade
0: he's never going to play in a regular game i just yeah, no, that's, think that's the F- thing. I
1: think fans need to re- Accepted. Yeah,
0: well, at this point, yes. I think it's sort of been shown that yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, and Williams. He's, not, he's no longer there. He's with the yeah. Follow Dable. Went with yeah. Dable.
1: Yeah. Antonio
0: yeah. Williams, yeah. NFC rushing champion next year.
1: I'm curious <laughs> to see Brandon Bean's approach for this running back spot, though, this group, because – Obviously, Singletary and Moss are around the same age. Like, do they want to go for someone that is a little bit more of a veteran? I think they they wanted to do that with Brita, um, even though he's not super old. But still, uh, that's something where I want to see what they do to address it. Because I felt like yeah. even last year, we were like, what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, go after a certain guy? Or, or how do they approach it? Because I feel like the yeah. draft has been heavily defensive on the in terms of early rounds, yeah. And um, one
0: quick thing: if you look at the number one running back for the Super Bowl champions over like the last decade, it's kind of comical, you know. I think Legarrette Blunt's been there like three times, you know. I mean, it's just a guy; it's just guys.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: not usually stars. Now, you you know, you put Derrick Henry on the Rams, I'd still think they could go to the Super. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying. You know, and and uh, Leonard Fournette was a high draft pick, but then he was recycled to go to Tampa. So it's more of
2: the catching, guys, not not well, the guy. It's guys, yeah. And it's kind of catching lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like like harnessing whether it's that season or that run. Yeah, that the guy plays well. Playoff Damien, like for the Chiefs, like like again, yeah. like a lot of these, like these guys. You you, you go, who was their starting running back? And you're like, yeah. Oh yeah. And then you yeah. go, okay. And it's like, and now you want to waste, some teams want to waste, I'll say it, waste first-round picks on on running Whoa. backs is crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. even look at the Giants. I mean, Saquon obviously got hurt, but. Yeah,
0: they, they Saquon, you know, is a talent, but he's yeah. not worth being, nobody's, no running back's worth that high. And in Dallas, yeah. Pollard's probably a better back than him anyhow. Yeah. And they spent all that money, so.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. All right, let's talk about training camp Yeah, and the possible return to Fisher. Mike, why don't you uh, spearhead that? Yeah,
0: um, B- uh, Buffalo Plus uh, broke the story that the uh, Bills and Fisher, uh, in talks, leaning in the direction of returning to camp at Fisher. Uh, and this was by no means a given. Uh, the point was made to me by our sources was that both sides very interested in this. The Bills have been interested in it. Um, I had people respond to me talking about, oh, we're going to go back to the drought days because it can't. Yeah, the camp was at Fisher. Guess what? They they were away at Fredonia and they went to the Super Bowl four times. Right. (laughs) The reason they lost when they came to Fisher was because. They had lousy coaching, lousy quarterbacks, and a lousy administration. Like, that's why they had the drought. And guess what? They were at Fisher when McDermott showed up, and they went to the playoffs. And then they went to the playoffs two years later. And Josh Allen's there at camp and ended up having a really good 19-year leading into his great year in 20 and his really good year in 21. So none of that. This is driven by Sean McDermott and Brandon Mm -hmm. Bean. They like it. They want it. They think it's good for their team. If it wasn't, there's no marketing guy at one Bill's Drive that is telling Sean McDermott he's got to go to St. John Fisher to sell a bunch of jerseys in the tent. Yeah, That just ain't happening. This is a football decision based on what that head coach and this administration think. Now, it's not a guarantee that it's going to happen, but something. what I was told is something negative would have to happen to keep it from returning. I think it's going to get announced pretty soon. And I think they'll go there for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dan, we've heard some players say, uh, they like, yeah, I get it. Some guys like staying in Orchard Park. And guess what? They'll come to Fisher and they'll be fine at Fisher for a few weeks. And then they'll go back to Orchard Park. That's the way it works.
2: Yeah. And like we sit here and act like, well, they have such great facilities at One Bill's Drive. Why? And that was the thing. When they built – this, when the Pagula spent all this money and they put the training and the weight room and all those things, they're like, oh, that's the, that's the writing on the wall that they won't be coming back to Fisher. Mike, Dallas goes to Oxnard, California. They probably yeah. have the best setup in, the, in all of the NFL. So don't sit there. It, it really is. To drive home your point, and I'll just regurgitate your words, they like the camaraderie, camaraderie and Sean McDermott likes the control. Having the guys where he knows they are, yeah. getting them to be together. That has been. We, it all started when McDermott was doing these these campfire stories and these talks, and 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 we all laughed about them. And then it, they took. No, me Dan, to you
1: laughed about them. <laughs> I did.
2: I laughed a whole lot about them and I because I said talent is more important than 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 team. You know that this team likes each other, but guess what? It's something that that McDermott has had, and it's worked. And again, I think they wanted to come back last year. Uh, I just didn't. Again, with COVID and all of this stuff, I'm not surprised that they want to come back. They have a good thing here, um, and again, they're not sleeping on cots like yeah. in these dorm rooms. Like, like these guys are fine, and it, it, it's it's great for the fans. You can still have all your sponsors and executives and VIPs. There will still be plenty of time to go up to to, to Orchard Park. But this is better for the fans because. Jenna, I think we talked about last year. It was just Saturdays. They had three Saturday practices yeah, that, were, that open. were open. So yeah. fans had no access. Like, yeah. this is good for them. McDermott likes it. It's better for the fans. Just, it's good.
1: Just a just a quick aside. I remember McDermott's first season. Dan, we've always been friends, but we weren't working together yet. And I remember us discussing McDermott and these campfire story times. And you're like, what is all this kumbaya shit? <laughs>
2: I always remember I go I don't I don't think that uh New England or the Patriots Tom Brady's not telling his life story. I go, who cares? I go, they I go, they've had felons on in New England. They just want to have winners and all of a sudden that all of a sudden I go to the playoffs and I look like an idiot. Not yeah. one, of, one of my few times. One of my few times one I've of been your- so wrong.
1: No, I, I think I think for the fans that are like, oh my God, it's you know this this puts me back. Are we going back to the drought like all this stuff? It's like you have to separate. Where the team was,
0: yeah,
1: and and, and it's and maybe it's that's the knee jerk response, but um, yeah. with it being two weeks, I think or around two weeks expected to be, I think that's the biggest thing that makes sense. Yeah, they're not there for a month and a half where it was before. Where that is that can be a grind, like that is a lot. But two weeks away, and I think like you talk about Sean McDermott wants that control, yeah, and especially this season with there being so many new faces we're expected to have.
2: Good point. I think it's a
1: great opportunity for them to be able to do that bonding. And look, there's not much else time allowed for them to do other stuff. It's about being as a team, as one, especially after these last couple of years, of, especially two seasons ago when it was Zoom meetings and all of this stuff. Yeah. I think that has really set a foundation for this team, and it's something that they want to look forward to. And I think it's a good mix of giving the players, a lot of the players what they want, because they don't want to be away from their families yeah. for that long. Um, so I think it works for everyone. And- That's
0: interesting you say that about the families. Um, and look, I, I do think there are times when a player might need the focus, especially younger guys, you know, or new players to the organization. Like they have that. and But we see it a little bit in Orchard Park, you know, when there's like family day thing and some of these, even those close practices that were only we were at. But it is kind of cool when the guys have been there and then, you know, yeah. The little kids are on the field, like yeah. they have that time. Mm-hmm. And then the players go back to work. Yep. You know, it's bring yep. your kids to work day for a little bit and then they go back. Mm-hmm. I think there's a benefit there. And you know, they have an off season, they have time together, but you guys know a lot of times the families aren't even in town during the whole season. Oh, They're yeah. They're in other cities. And yeah. you know, some are there. So it's a very different vibe that way. I will say this part. Uh, we've rarely had stars at camp we had t o the one year we had flutie which it was crazy for a little while with flutie it was right in the beginning of all the flutie stuff uh and josh has been to camp yeah but he wasn't josh then no he was third stringer and then he was you know we'll same yeah and and yeah and we, don't,
1: we don't let you talk to backup quarterbacks yeah. yeah now yeah. we
0: have stephon diggs yeah that's going to be cool and you've got Poyer and Hyde, mm-hmm. maybe not quite at the level, but like Diggs and Allen, I think yeah. it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun for fans. I think it'll be Three. fun at Fisher. Again, I'll emphasize again, it's not official, but it's coming. I think that they're going to announce that uh, they're coming back late July into August yeah. um, for those couple of weeks.
1: I honestly think of two, even just growing up going away to sleep away camp and like, This sounds silly, but if I'm Sean McDermott, I definitely have this in play of like the bonding that takes place when when you're all together. You're eating your meals together. You're waking up in the same facility. You know what I mean? Like I think that really matters, and I think that's something that they've missed. And I mean, obviously a lot of other teams have missed that as well, but I think think it's just something that McDermott loves, and I Mm -hmm. think it, it makes sense because of who he is as a person as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Two, two things. I agree with Mike's point too. We talk about like eliminating distractions for to get the families away. I think Bean has said it best, where he's like, "Yeah, I love sleeping in my own bed." He's like, "It's not the worst thing to wake up and not have the kids around and to not have that." And and then also like there is going to be, you know, like the fans. I, I feel like to some respects, at that early in the season, it is a fun distraction to yeah. get to to get to connect, to get to sign the autographs, to take the pictures. I, I think that's a cool thing that the players like in limited amounts. Yeah. And I think that's when to do it. Um, I think it's a win-win for everybody.
1: Yeah. Agreed. And And we don't have to drive as
2: far. (laughs) Yes. And, and
1: actually Dan doesn't have to drive as far.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I walk, but, and here's the other part. We just talked about it and we've talked about it for a few weeks. There's a lot of new faces. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, they still have the core, and all those guys mm-hmm. are back, but it's different. And 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 I, and again, whether they go to the Super Bowl and win it all or whatever, it's not going to be impacted so much so one way or the other. But I, I will emphasize it again. If Sean McDermott didn't want it, it wasn't going to happen. This is right. not Dick yeah. Duran and Greg Williams and everybody back then where they just sort of did what the organization needed them to do. This is a coaching. This is a football decision, not a
1: marketing yep. one. Yep, 1,000%. Road to Arizona starts in Rochester. That's it. Love that for us. Okay. Um, all right, we'll have plenty more coverage this upcoming week. Like we said, Dan is in his lovely uh, stay in Indianapolis. He'll be having coverage from the Combine. As <laughs> It'll look a lot <laughs> different in the than there. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you going to get a steak dinner?
2: Going to St. Elmo's tonight. Oh! Whoa! you're Oh, wow! Busting out opening that. night. Opening night, we're hitting it hard. Uh, <laughs> we'll be there. Get a nice. Uh, we don't know how much we're going to expense, but we'll yeah. we'll figure it out. I will tell you this: uh, it's all a
0: la carte and um, shrimp cocktail. Yep. Yeah, you. It's it's almost like the uh, the chicken wing eating uh, videos. What's it called with the hot wings?
1: Oh, hot ones.
0: Oh, you will take a bite of that.
1: Horse shrimp radish. cocktail
0: with the horseradish and the sauce the cocktail sauce it will hit you hard i'm telling you it's
1: i it's good i wouldn't i, I think it's you might just I don't. it's know. not
0: spicy it's, it's like wasabi where it like it will your yes sinuses. yes perfect yeah
1: that's,
0: that's what you will get good. that's good and and you walk it's crazy you walk in there You'll see uh, everybody from Jerry Jones. We've seen the whole Cowboys. They've come with a bus, bring half the, you know, all the staff there. Yeah. You see Sal Palantonio and Jay Glazer walking around. I mean, everybody goes to St. Elmo's. And Dan's yeah. right in there with them. Look out.
2: <laughs> Hoodie and jacket?
1: <laughs> the,
2: oh, everybody there. And then there's Dan Fates. There
1: they are. Oh, stop. What's uh-huh. it like down there? <laughs> <laughs> Hoodie and jacket? Always.
2: Always. Oh, yeah. three, wow. three hoodies, two jackets, so we'll oh, just cycle he's them through. ready.
1: Stay strapped. All right. All right. Thank you so much for watching or listening to the Buffalo Plus podcast. For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. Please be sure to like, comment, and, mo-
0: and most importantly, subscribe.
2: Get a mic, Jenna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Key moment. That's like that's like the, the the field goal in the final seconds
1: to tie the game. That, don't do that. You were right there. <laughs> I was right there. My mic is also, okay, sidebar, I have this. I tried an extension and it didn't work. So <laughs> that's my off-season goal. <laughs> Get a new I'm microphone. Big, you know? Yeah, oh, I know. good God. luck with that. All right. Most importantly, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus channel. Thanks for hanging with us and staying with our antics. We'll <laughs> catch you next time on Buffalo Plus. So embarrassing. (laughs)